0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Breaking down the questions you need answers to. Why
1: are there so many bad men? Batman. Why is there so much incest?
0: You are listening to Jones and Mego on WEEI.
2: You asked about the the vision that I was talking about with Rafi. and This is why I think it's really important to make this contrast. Because at that time three years ago, everybody knows it, we were faced, we had a similar choice one year away from free agency with a superstar player. And we, we didn't sign him. And I'll explain why. We didn't sign him because when you make
0: those bets, they're big bets. And those bets, hang
3: with me, hang with me. Those bets, those bets usually, now y'all know
2: it, you guys are smart, those bets are much better up front and on the back, and we know that, every team knows that when they're making those bets. But if you wanna make that type of bet, you better be ready to back it up. You better be ready to surround that bet with a whole lot of talent, a whole lot of young talent, or you're not gonna win. Say bets more, Jeez. High and Bloom.
1: It's been a while since I heard that sound. Man. It sounds worse the more that you hear it. <laughs> it's been months since we played it. <laughs>
2: the crowd turning on him. The mo- one guy said, yells, bets.
1: one guy yells, Mookie bets!
2: <laughs> hey, stop saying bets, all right? They're big be bets. That's why we're mad at you. Yeah, Mookie bets! Because of bets, That's why we don't like you. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was high in bloom at Winter Weekend, getting booed mercilessly by the crowd, and it's got to be feeling a little bit better today. Um, I wonder with Bloom, like how long is this process going to take? He's he's clearly in the midst of like a process, a multi-year process that involves backing up his bets on the young players and all that other stuff that he said about uh, prospects and things of that nature. How much longer do we have to? So I don't want to say suffer this, but like when does it when does it start to kick in? I guess. <laughs>
1: The suffering is the point. To me, it's like not how much longer till you get back to a World Series, till the process is complete. How much longer does the process have to be, you know, like pulling splinters out of the skin between your toes? Because that's how it feels with this Red Sox team with the process so far. Did they really have to hit rock bottom multiple seasons in a row in order for this process to work? Mm. Because they were over the luxury tax last year. So, like, was that True. really bottoming out? Or are we just bottoming out now? Like, even though we're talking about a six-game win streak right now, I'm talking about where the roster is in terms of the money that they're spending, the prospects they're holding on to, the development of the farm team, and the development of the young players now in the major leagues. Like, does this is, is this rock bottom? Are we crawling out now? Or are we staying... At rock bottom for like another season, and then it starts to. You know what I'm. You know yeah, what I'm saying?
2: I don't know. I mean, it's I, like
1: it's not even about how long it takes. It's how long is it so bad? Just, how long is it last place bad?
2: This team's better than last year's team, so last, this isn't rock bottom. At least not compared to last year. I consider last year. Last year they were good in
1: June, though.
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean, like in June, we we
1: were having very similar conversations. Ryan, you remember in June last year, and we were like, "Hey, if they carry this energy into July, watch out. It's going to be great." And then July, they just they they just farted through it. They were horrible.
3: Yeah.
0: Big bets.
2: Um, Here's the main question that I have, and that is, uh, if you're John Henry, hey, if you're John Henry. Would you want to invest in this team? Like, would you would you be pressuring Haim Bloom to add at the deadline? Would you be pressuring him to try and make a real push with this team? Like, is that good business? Is it good business to try and really uh, go full-on balls to the wall with this roster? That's a question I'm not sure I can answer yet, and I don't know if Ian Bloom can answer it yet either. But that's something that I'm sure uh, John Henry's thinking about, and that he's considering. And you know, is, are we gonna are we gonna go for it? Are we gonna go luxury tax here? We're we gonna make this the thing for this year, um, because you're a last place team. It's not like it's not like you're looking to get pushed over the top. Like you're looking to get pushed out of the basement. How much do you want to invest? to make that happen? You know, like, it's two different questions. When the Red Sox are really good, you want to be making moves at the deadline so that you stay, you keep, you know, the competition at bay. When you're a last-place team that's, you know, in a good division, how much should you invest in that team?
1: Do you think there's any part of Bloom? or I should say Alex Cora, if Bloom has to appeal to ownership about what he can do at the trade deadline, I'll throw Bloom in there, Mm -hmm. do you think there's any part of them they're like, man, if we're in a good position in July and we can hold on till August and Trevor Story comes back right. and Chris Sale might come back. And Tanner like,
3: Houck is going to come back at some point. Do you
1: think that there's With any... This robot face? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that that holds any weight in terms of, hey, we this is worth investing in? Because some of our best players, like literally our best players on the roster are going to be back in August. So we should be in a... Position in August to shore up the rest of the team until they get back.
2: If I hear that, I'm going to be awfully angry because I hear that stupid bull crap every <laughs> year with this team. Whether no, it's Chris saying, Sale or somebody else can, who's injured, wow, we'll it, get him back. They at can't the deadline. sell it to the
1: fans. The fans yeah. know it's BS. Yeah, but could they sell it to John Henry if ownership, the people who are who are actually holding the purse strings, are saying I don't really feel like that's good business?
2: If it means that Henry wouldn't have to spend very much, you know, and that's what he doesn't want to do, then yeah, I'm sure he'd be he'd look at that favorably, but you know. Know, should they should they invest in this team? I guess is the question. What do, do you, you think, think they should? I think that I think that there's something worth investing in here. Yes, I do. I think that you have a good enough starting rotation, and offensively, I mean, you've seen it. It's not it's not the best offense I've ever seen in my life, but you know, you do have a pretty good uh, rotation with some good young pitchers in it who are cost controlled, and uh, you have you know a bunch of guys on one year contracts here in your lineup. I think you can add to this. I think you can, and I think that that could put you. Maybe not over the top, but certainly more comfortably into the uh, wild card and maybe, you know, further than that. You're not going to win the division, but you could be a, a strong wild card team with some with some additions here. And I think that that's something to invest in. I mean, wild card teams win the World Series. It's not that crazy.
1: Can you justify it as good business, though, unless you bring in, like, a a superstar name?
2: Um, That's a good question.
1: Because that would be, if you want to talk about putting butts in seats. Right. Look, I'm not saying you go out and get Shohei Otani, but can you get somebody who is at least somewhat of a household name?
2: Kyle Schwarber, for example. <laughs> you got a couple <laughs> years back. I would back. take Kyle Schwarber right I'd now. i take him right now. Um, yeah, I, that that's a good point. But I think that if you don't, then that's that's bad business. Not investing in the team and just standing pat and saying, get them next year and whatever and, you know, bleep the rest of this year. Uh, sorry, everybody, but the season's going to be over in July or whatever it is. I think that's going to send a worse message business-wise. You think they the just fans.
1: need to do enough to send, like, a semblance of hope to the fan base to keep showing up through July and August?
2: Again, we're talking business-wise, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what they have to no, do. No, I know. It, yeah. sounds,
1: it sounds very cynical. I'm just... That's the way that I think that they operate with a lot of this. Yeah. I don't think they're operating like, guys, the vibes in the clubhouse are immaculate. Tristan Cassis isn't taking naps in front of lockers anymore. It's time to invest. No more nude yoga for you. <laughs>
2: uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Let's go to the phones. Got some Red Sox fans waiting patiently to talk about the team. We'll start with David in the car. David, go ahead.
1: Uh,
0: good afternoon, guys. So, Hi, so uh, here's my point of view of this whole thing with the Red Sox team. And I look at it as that, you know, a lot of teams do this, and it works a little bit in football but not in baseball. When you pay somebody for what they've done, it's a mistake. Because it's, it's in the past. They had a great past. They were, they were MVPs. They were this, they were that. But when you when you bring somebody new on board, it, it's you need to have a system set up where you pay them either the contract, however you designed it. Mm-hmm. And then once you show me what you can do, what you're still capable of doing, what you can deliver in the future, then I'm going to pay you X, Y, Z. But to pay up front for past performance, it's a huge mistake, and this is the problem that keeps going on. Especially in baseball, David. Good luck floating that
2: past Scott Boris. You know, like good luck floating that uh, that argument past some of these major league baseball agents to squeeze every. He's
1: contradicting himself. Yeah, because he said you don't pay for past performance. You pay for what are you going to do for me next? And then when you see the next thing, then you pay up. That's performance that you've seen what are we talking about i don't know Um,
3: i want to be paid in money i'm not taking xyz i think
2: he was talking about chris sale right i think that was the chris sale contract it has to have been what he was talking about paying for his past performance and giving him 30 million dollars that was dave dombrowski who did that by the way that was not high bloom and high bloom would have never given him that contract i can tell you that for sure uh but yeah that's uh that's true i mean that was a mistake that was made by a previous regime and it's uh it's hurt them Financially, it hasn't hurt them that much, but it has been a bit of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's an been an albatross. albatross around them for a while there, sure. Um, let's go to Phil in New Hampshire. Hey, Phil.
0: Hey, good afternoon. Hey, Phil. Um, uh, What I'm thinking in my head is, like, didn't we just go through this whole thing? You know, the point of, of rebuilding the, a team through the minor leagues, and then you get, you know, your Bogarts, Beth, Devers, and, and, and you go through all of that, and then if you say well you want to keep it cost controlled and that's what we brought Bloom in for then you say okay then so then the Bogarts leaving is a major fail and contradiction to what you say you're supposed to be doing because you would have traded him last year and got something for him but instead you're building this team to be torn down only so what what is the point of of what we're doing I like I honestly think that the ownership philosophy has to change and if there's if we don't have a change in ownership philosophy, we're going to be doomed to this cycle of, of what we're going through, which makes me not want to support the team whatsoever. Because when I have, like, talent envy, and, and, and uh, for lack of a better term, I wanted to say something else, of San Diego, mm-hmm. when we're the number two market team in the country, like it's disgusting to me to watch them just get whatever they want. And we say, hey, like, make it Justin Turner. Oh, I hope James Paxton can throw today. That'll be good. Maybe Chris Taylor will give us four starts. that would be awesome. And then and, and San Diego's just getting whatever they want for their fans. It's disgusting. I can't. I, 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 I'm I sorry for ranting and not even letting you talk in between. But Phil, I, Phil, I, I can't
2: is, watch this game. You can call back any time, Phil. That was a great call. Good
1: call. I think, I think that's how a lot call. of people yeah. feel. And it's not like San Diego is having a banner year. <laughs> no, they're having
3: a worse year than right. the Red Sox are I right know. now. They're 35 and 38.
1: I, at least – there is hope for the roster, right? I mean, I, I know that sounds dumb. You can't
3: look at their
2: ownership group and say that they're not trying yeah. to load up with talent. I mean, you can look at the Red Sox and certainly say that, um, which I think is is part of it. Sometimes it just needs to look like you're trying. Well, to I know. think fans,
1: but to his point, fans want to know the direction of the process because mm-hmm. they look at a group of guys who came up who won a World Series for you, yep, and specifically with Xander Bogarts, and you go, okay, well, that was that was the farm system development it was working and then and then you botched it so ultimately what are you looking for here
2: yeah Charrington sort of had the Bogarts Betts Benetton you know all those guys sort of came up when he was he was there he didn't trade any of them um, you know until uh, until the, the very end but then when Dombrowski got there, saw that they had like a solid core with good young talent and David Ortiz and everything else, that's when the spending spree started. That's when you realize, all right, we got these guys. They invested in pitching because they let's had the add, young guys, right.
3: Devers, Bogards, Betts, all these guys. Even Jackie Bradley Jr. you can throw into that list. Too. Sure. And they're like, all right, let's go get Chris Sale. Let's go get David Price. Let's try to win this thing because okay, we so, have a window right now. So
1: when do you wait to see what that core is here? I'm not saying That's that you are gonna, gonna have a bet's Devers uh Bogart's core again, but who is it? Like, do they think it's gonna be Tristan Cassis? I think he's certainly they, part of it, it yes. Looks absolutely. Like it, it looks like more like it'll be Bayo and Devers, mm-hmm. although Devers isn't living up to his contract in a short span of time. Like how how much of a core do they need to see here that they can actually invest in it?
2: I would say uh, between Bayo, I'd throw Hauk in there. Houck, I'd say, is part of the core. He's still a young pitcher. Um, Whitlock's still young.
1: Soon to be more iron than man.
2: Maybe. (laughs) $6 million man, uh, Tanner Houck there. And then on the uh, offensive side, um, Cassis, really, Duran. He's not young, young, but Yashid is a new player, so, I mean, he counts as part of the core, I guess. And Devers is still, you know, he's going to be part of your core. He's making all that money, and he signed all those years. So... How's that? Is that a core worth investing that? in? Do you
1: feel the same way about Tristan Cassis as you felt about like a young Mookie younger Mookie Betts though? No,
3: not even close. Definitely not. Mookie that's Betts where... was an MVP VP. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's not even a knock on what Cassis is doing because he has I'm taken saying. steps forward, but Mookie was like it felt like a generational player. At yeah. the time. So you
1: had you've had this homegrown talent before. You won't reinvest in it, or you won't at least make it an attractive enough place for them to stay in the point of Mookie Betts. I don't know if again, I don't know if that's possible or not. But now you're looking at at best, slightly downgraded talent that you've homegrown. And my fear is that they're just waiting around for mayor and that they think mayor is like going to be the savior of this whole process. Maybe
2: that's what it's what, that's like the cutoff, right? It's going
1: to be like two more years.
2: Yeah, he's in double A right now. He's not hitting my he just got there. So, I mean, I'm not expecting right. uh, that. Well, hear that's much what I him. mean.
1: Like, you can't rush that. So right. That's going to be two more years of this of us, like basically having our fingernails pulled off.
3: Maybe. Again, with the fingernails. Ugh. I know. Makes my skin crawl. Uh, 617. I mean, that's 7, what 7, happens 9. when you mess with the shark.
2: <laughs>
0: that's right. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Rob Elvis Wadley. Uh, no one messes with his co host. Let's go to Kevin in Virginia. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to
0: stop thinking about the Red Sox as
3: a last place team, even though they are technically a last place team. Mm-hmm. We need to start measuring them by
1: only being out of the wild card by game and
2: a half. Okay, thanks for the call, Kevin. I'm going to let you go because that phone is a nightmare. Guys, um, did
1: we just find the submersible?
2: <laughs> Maybe we did. <laughs> not funny.
1: <laughs> it sounded like Those radar people. in the background. Is
3: there one call to yell at <laughs> the Red Sox? <laughs>
1: He's like, guys, I got a signal.
3: <laughs> Hold I on, think- I'm going to call Jones and Mac. <laughs>
2: Um, the Red Sox are a game and a half. That's true. Out of the this last is Mega wild card, and Elvis. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Mega <laughs> and Elvis show. Joe, well, I hope James Paxton can throw today. <laughs> um, the uh, Red Sox are very much in the uh, competition for that wild card spot. No question about it. They are a last place team in their division, but they are in the wild card mix for sure. They're uh, on the short list of teams that are within spitting distance of that last wild card, along with Toronto and Houston, and to a lesser extent like Seattle and Cleveland. And after that, it's you know the dregs of the league of the American league so you know you're you're five six seven games away from that from being the dregs and you're four or five games away from being the uh, wild card you're very mediocre that's very mediocre i'm sorry like that you know like we can look at them that way well don't look at them as a last place team fine they're a mediocre american league team uh is what they are 617 779 joe in new hampshire hey joe hey guys how are you how you doing
0: joe good i got a theory john henry Partners are not willing to spend big bucks on anything long-term because they're looking to sell the joint.
2: Looking to sell the Red Sox. It's
0: just, it's just just, my feeling.
2: Okay, thanks for the call. I disagree. I don't think they're selling any of their uh, sports holdings right now. I don't think that that's part of their plan at all. I think they're trying to expand and get bigger and uh, get turn into, you know, to eat Tokyo or something. I don't think they're trying to sell any of their teams.
3: It'd be a very interesting approach too. Let's take all of our junkie furniture and put it in the front yard. That's going <laughs> to entice people to want to buy it. Yeah.
1: Um, well, they're they're still extremely profitable. Yeah. I mean, their profits are up, right? I don't yeah, I know what the, we, we had because we we were talking about how they were raising ticket prices ahead of opening day. Right. I remember a very early show with Jones, and we found that their the, their profits are still extremely high, and yet they're. Charging fans for more, spending less on payroll, blah 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 blah. You yeah. know all the usual complaints.
2: Um, yeah, those are very common. I would uh, I would agree with that. And so- their
3: attendance numbers aren't what they have been, but they're still a top ten team in baseball right now. We're not in like what Minnesota is trotting out there every year, even Tampa for that matter. Like people are still in attendance. You mean? Yeah, attendance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are people are still going to these games, not necessarily in the numbers that. Boston might be accustomed to, but, I mean, it's still an event, I guess.
1: Yeah,
2: those Red Sox-Yankee games, that was a scene down there for sure. And it took a while to get to that, and it's also not been great weather, but, you know, whatever, it's the Red Sox. Uh, they they need to compete. They need to be competitive in order to have those kind of uh, gate numbers. That's, that's just the truth. I mean, there's always going to be people who come down for their one game a year from New Hampshire and Maine or come up from Rhode Island or whatever, and you're always going to have that if you're the Red Sox, and they know it. But if you want that every single day, consistent uh, gate, then you're gonna you're gonna need to be competitive. You're gonna have to have more weeks like this one. Uh, that's yeah, that's what it's got to be Arcan, like. can
1: like I don't know how you feel. We're down at Fenway a decent amount.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That walking out on a Friday with Yankees Red Sox and it was reasonably nice weather last week. Yep. That was the first time that we were at Fenway before a game that it felt like there was any juice in the building at all. <laughs>
2: Like i felt like a fight might break out? No,
1: no, no. Yeah, no, (laughs) but, like, that there was any energy, that, like, people were hyped up to be there. And that's sad. Like, yeah, it's been a bad weather year and everything, but it really was the first day that it felt like, oh, yeah, like, this is something that you need to pay attention to.
2: Could that be, and this is just sort of a thought that I had uh, while this was all going on, could that be because it wasn't until... June sixteenth, that the Yankees played in Boston. I mean, that's that's very late in the year for these two teams to play each other. Could that be part of it? I you mean, don't do they think people need that. To... Hyped
1: up about the Rays, though, with how they are. I know. I know. Guess, I know maybe. there's not the history. But when
2: did did Tampa even play in Fenway yet? I don't think Tampa's even been here. I know. Oh, yeah, they did. They had that super uh, early. That's right? right. No, no, no. They were just here at the beginning of the month. Um, we had played. This Red Sox played in Tampa early on in the year, and then Tampa came here. And remember, one of the games got rained out, and then uh, the Red Sox won the first one, and then got swept in the doubleheader. Right, right. And then they lost on Monday. That you was, mean the uh, only
1: one that they've won against the
2: Rays? That was the only game, right? Yeah, the only game <laughs> they've won against yet. them. So I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't the same kind of uh, of juice for that. I agree, but that was you know got rained out too. I don't know what the other comparable
3: days were like. number. The Tampa series did comparable numbers to what the Rockies series did, if that's any indication. Oh. No, it's not you good. Know, over thirty thousand. It's not. I mean, they were doing thirty seven. I mean, these these are sellout numbers for the Yankees series, but 30,000 people going to see Red Sox-Rockies. I don't think you're getting 30,000 people for a Rockies home game hosting the Red Sox.
2: Has the Red Sox-Rays rivalry fizzled out? Find out at 3 o'clock, 617-779-7937 is your phone number. We'll continue with your phone calls after triple play, which is next.
0: From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL.
2: This is WEEI, New England's sports original.